You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. If you've ever been a youth pastor or if you've ever known a youth pastor, you've got a youth pastor in your family, you can just ask them, okay? And they'll tell you that one of the things we hate is we hate clicks, you know? I like busting up clicks, man. I just love finding ways to bust up. I think we had a great click buster here this past Friday night. The ladies came here. They had just this great, awesome thing. You know what they did? They had all these tables set up, and they were numbered, and you didn't get to sit where you wanted to. You had to draw a number, and you had to sit at that table, and you had to talk to people that were at that table regardless. Well, I love that. That's amazing because that's what about. Okay, here, see, here's the thing is we say, well, I don't have a click because I talk to everybody. I'm friendly with everybody. I speak to everybody. Let me give it to you right here. The real test of a click is not who you speak to or who you ignore, but who is welcome at lunch. <laughs> well, it's right there. I thought y'all can take a picture or you can go online and you can find it too also. You know, like, like Kyle, Jamie, I love you guys. It's so good to see you today, but I got to go over here and talk to my buds about going to lunch or whatever. And I, you know, uh, th- that's, that's click. And so it's not about that, you know, and it's not about the moment. You know, the biggest thing I hear about 2911 from first-time attenders is what a friendly, friendly church. But, you know, if, if they're not invited to lunch also or not invited for a cup of coffee, if they're not invited to sit at the table, if they're not invited on a Friday night conversation and coffee with the ladies, then that's not unity. That's just, that's just a show of unity. And... Um, I really like dealing with these kinds of things before we have the problem so that it's not like a step on your toes thing. It's more like let's make sure that we're going beyond just a quick smile, okay, and those kinds of things. Because you know what, you know what Jesus did when he get, and you remember this, Jesus gave us the church. He said, I'm going to build my church. Do you know what he did? Wrap, wrap this first point up right here in this, okay. Here's, here's what he did is he gave us the gift of one another. He gave you to me, and he gave me to you. He gave you to the the person sitting three rows behind you today, and he gave that person to this person over here. He gave us all to one another. And and listen, you know, I think think COVID has made this even worse because, you know, what they've been telling us for 15, 16 months now is you got to take care of yourself. Stay home. You know, don't don't get out. Don't don't get too close to people, all those kinds of things. And what it's made, I think it's made, it's made us back away from each other even more. You know, but but God has given us to one another. And, And, you know, I think what a lot of us are doing and more people today, I think, than ever before is church has become a thing that, well, I, you know, I'm doing pretty good this week. I don't think I need to show up today. Can I tell you something? You, you know why? You, you don't just need to be here for you. You need to be here for somebody else. I mean, you need, can I tell you something? You need to be here for me. I, the last 15 months, I, I've said this many times in the past couple of months, I ain't made nobody happy the last 15 months. You know, because, you know, mask, no matter what you decide. You know, uh, social distancing, no matter what you decide. Whether you're going to have church or you're going to be online only this weekend. I, I, you know, I'm not made anybody happy, you know, because if I make this one happy, then others on either side or whatever. And you know what? I just like seeing your smiling face that you still like me on Sunday morning. You know, you know and, 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 and I'll tell you this. I'd rather have one of you tell me after service, I'm praying for you, than to hear five of you say, good sermon, pastor. 
You know, and, and I appreciate that too. But, you know, it's easy to say good sermon, Pastor, because you can find one good thing in the middle of a bad sermon, right? But, uh, and you can, you can brag on the pastor, but to hear you say, I'm praying for you, Pastor. And you know what? I'm not the only person in this room who needs to hear that. There are people sitting in this room who have contemplated suicide this week. There are people sitting in this room who've thought about leaving their family. There are people in this room who feel like they are worth nothing and nobody cares. And so the next Sunday that you say, I don't know if I'm going today, you just remember there's somebody that's going to be sitting here close to you that just needs to see your smiling face and know that you care about them too. God has given us the gift of one another. And we don't need to do anything less than embrace everything that that means. And you see, it's, and, I, and I'm going to hit this thing also. I told you this was the longest one, right? <laughs> the longest of the five, okay? I'm going to hit this also because people ask about church membership. What's church? You know, you don't, do you have to be a member of a church to go to heaven? Absolutely not. You know, but, you know, there's a lot of things you don't have to do. But, uh, you know, but when you become a Christian, to be a part of a church is, is, is another step. And here's what it is. It's, it's, it's making a commitment to say, this is what I believe in. This is the church, the vision that I believe in. And you know what? And uh, there'll be people that say, you know what? I really don't want a church like this that's got a coffee shop so we can reach the community. That's got a playground. So I really want a church that's going to be something that just pours into me. You know what? And if that's you, I can find you a bunch of churches like that. You know, and, and I, I don't mean this ugly. I mean, I'm sincere. I'm honest. You need to be, everyone needs to be in a church that they wake up on Sunday morning and say, I want to go. I want to be there. You need that kind of a church. So if this ain't it, please go find it, okay? So I want you to understand, I'm not just trying to talk you into joining this church. I'm trying to talk you into joining a church. And you go find the one that you're supposed to join. And just incidentally, if you've got questions about this church, two weeks from today, after church, we're going to have Church 101. Hadn't had one in 15 months because, you know, we hadn't been able to really gather like we want to. Man, we got all kinds of stuff on the calendar now because we're trying to catch up, make up for lost time, all right? And one of those things is a Church 101. And we're doing it different. We're trying to do it all in one session. So we're going to feed you lunch. you got to sign up, though, so we don't, we'll have enough barbecue or chicken or whatever it is we're going to feed you. I don't know. All right, so you have to sign up. Let us know that you're, that you're going to hang around after church that day, okay? And uh, we're going to treat you right. Leaders are going to be here. You can ask questions, and you can find out about the church so you can join 2911 if this is the thing for you, okay? I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this quick story just before I go on. I don't know if it could be quick or not. But, but early in our early days, in our little building that we started in, I had a lady come in in the very early days of church 2911. And after service, she asked me. She looked up there at the stage. She said, are you ever going to have an organ? Now, we had, we had organ sounds, Jeff, didn't we? I mean, you, you know, you had the Hammond B3 and everything. I mean, we get whatever, you know, but she wanted an organ. Well, you know what I realized? She's not going to be happy at 2911. She's not going to be happy until she finds a place with her organ, right? So I said, let me tell you, my son is youth pastor over at Christway. This was before Brent came to be our associate pastor. He is youth pastor over at Christway, and they have a Hammond B3 with a Leslie speaker. Plays every, every Sunday morning. That's obviously really important to you, so why don't you go try them out next Sunday? And I meant that sincerely and honestly because, you know, uh, and maybe a little bit of that was selfish also because I didn't want to answer that question every Sunday either, right? But part of that was really, you need to be... You need to be in a church that you wake up and say, I want to go be with those people. That's where I want to be. And if this is it, then we invite you to join us in two weeks. Okay, so now let me hit a couple of quick things. You know, because I hope what you're getting here is it's not just about this. This is not all it is. 
just this moment, okay? Just this gathering. It's about being one up here. It's about being one in here. It's about being one in what we're doing, right? But when we do gather, there are a couple of things that we do, and one of them is worship. And we've done that this morning. And man, I, I just enjoyed this this morning. I just, I just, that, spe- that third song especially, I just, I just teared up and started crying. And let me, let me read you a couple of scriptures right here. And I'm going to hurry through this one. This was a, a short one. because We'll let, talk about worship some other time, but I've got to at least mention it here. Hebrews 10.25 says, Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. And it goes on to say, and even more so as the day gets closer and closer of the Christ's return. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. That's why we do what we do. We're, we're doing this, first of all, we're doing this to glorify Him, but we're also doing this to encourage one another. That when we're singing the songs, and so, so listen, that's talking to all of us. That doesn't mean 80% of you guys are supposed to be singing during worship. We're all supposed to be worshiping. If you can't sing, if you want to mouth it, that's okay. You know, just, uh, just sing under your breath. Uh, the people in front of you probably be glad of that, you know, that kind of thing. But all of us need to be involved in worship. I love, and I, I, I don't know that, I know some of you aren't on social media. Some of you aren't on Facebook. Some of you youngsters, you, you're tired of the old people taking over Facebook, as, as you say. But somebody posted something this week, and I, I can't quote it, but it said this. It said, I remember praying the prayer for the blessings that I have today. That's what worship is. Do you remember that? Kyle, you remember praying for what you have today? Come on. Think about it. Dave, where is David Joyner? David Joyner, man, I I just, do you remember praying for what you got today? Rogina? You remember praying for what you've got today? That's what worship is. And listen, let me tell you something. In case you don't know, you got one more shot in this service, okay? We're going to sing one more song. We're going to worship one more time. And you got one more chance to think about those things that you prayed for that now that you have that are right here in your lap that God has blessed you with. Let's lift him up and glorify him. Okay, so here's another thing. The, the, the third thing, but it's the second thing we do when we get together uh, that I'm going to mention today is prayer. And I'm going to read this one first. I decided this one. Let me swap these. Acts chapter 1, verse 14. They all met together, and they were constantly united in prayer along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. That didn't mean that they were walking down the street arm in arm praying all the time, right? But they were constantly united in prayer, that their prayers were the same prayer. They were praying all the time. And so when you're at your job and when you're at school and you're at home and wherever you are, we're all uniting in prayer and praying for the same things because we want to see that. And then when we do get together, James 5, 14, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, it goes on to say, will rescue the sick, will deliver them from their infirmity. We're going to do that also in this service in just, just a few minutes. When, when I finally shut up, the prayer team is going to come up, some on either side, and they're going to be right there for you to pray with you, just like that says right there. And so if you wonder, why do they do that? Because it says so. If you're sick, if you've got any needs in your life, whatever they are, then call for someone. And the, these prayer team, you may look at and say, well, they don't look like elders, and some of them will appreciate you thinking that, you know, but they're kind of elders in prayer because they have been praying all week long, getting ready for this moment to pray with you over whatever your needs are so that God can do that thing for you, okay? Okay, so now let's get back into the last two, and these are the last two of the long ones, and this one, this one right here kind of feeds off that first one, is that when we're united together, there is a completeness. You ever heard someone say, I found my soulmate because he or she completes me? 
You ever heard that? You know, you, you know the people that complete you spiritually are sitting right around you today. Okay, here's the scripture right here. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, I, I, I just had to pick out a few because I didn't want to read all 16 verses, okay? As a prisoner in the Lord then, but, but they're all right there in, this, in sermon notes where Brent was talking about earlier. As a prisoner of the Lord then, Paul writes, I urge you to, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you've received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. He's writing to a church, okay, the church at Ephesus, bear with one another in love and with diligence to preserve the unity, the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, so all this stuff that we talked about early on and didn't have time to really dig into very deeply, there is one body, there is one Christian body, even though there's many little bodies, little churches around, there's just one body. There's one body of Christ. And uh, there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And it was he who gave some in the church to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, some to be teachers, to equip the saints for works of ministry and to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God as we mature to the full measure of the stature of Christ. I couldn't say that shorter by just saying it. The quickest way to do it is to read that and say, wow, that is a mouthful, but that is exactly what happens when the church exists as the church. When the called ones are coming together in unity and going, we've got just a couple more verses together. Next slide over. Then, when we're built up like this, we will no longer be infants tossed about by the waves and carried around by every wind of teaching that's on Facebook and social media and all that kind of crap. I'm sorry. Uh, and by the clever cunning of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth and love, we will in all things grow up into Christ himself, who is the head, from him the whole body, fitted and, fitted and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love through the work of each individual part. That, that, that is a 16-verse mouthful right there. Man, and I just, I just really, I'd really like for you to read that again sometime this afternoon, just see what all that says. Again, and just remember all that that says right there. It says that when we're together, we're complete. When we're together, you are furnishing what I don't have, and I'm furnishing what you don't have. When you, when you see that about some of the gifts that are, are given in the church, and, and in the book of Corinthians, other gifts are mentioned, those things. When you see that, what do you think about? You know, I think, I think sometimes when we hear these gifts, or like we hear things like love languages and those kinds of things, you know, we read some of those. We think, yeah, that, those people are the weirdos. Yeah, I know them, right? Right, you know? How many of you guys, I, I used this illustration a long time ago. This was before we even launched, and let me use it again this morning. How many of you hate paperwork? Anybody? Anybody? You hate paperwork, okay. How many of you like to dig into the details and do paperwork? Anybody? Anybody? Look at this. There's some hands that went up. Those are the weirdos, Right? Everybody that raised their hand first, the second group, those are the weirdos, right? And, that, and what do we think about them? We think they're crazy. We think they're, you're, you're just, you really like doing that stuff. There is no way I want to do that stuff. But you know what? Instead of calling them crazy, you know what we ought to, ought to say? Thank God. <laughs> there is somebody who likes to do the paperwork. That means I don't have to. You know, there are people who actually like to clean houses. I'm not going to ask them to raise their hands because y'all will be hitting them up after service, right? <laughs> there are people who like doing that kind of stuff. They're not crazy. God gave 
all of us different gifts so that when we all do our part, guess what? We're complete. So there's nothing that is left out. Everything is taken care of. And so when we all come together, then we're complete. And that's why, you know, this is another reason why we need to make these kinds of commitments. Because, you know, when you don't have commitment, then you really just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, just imagine if we had no commitment around here. What if every Sunday morning I, I didn't know who was going to show up? You know, I'd say there's probably about 50, 60 people that I know going to be here every week. Unless they're on vacation or sick, they're going to be here every week. They're going to let us know if they're not. And then there's another 40 or 50 or maybe 60 that, you know, they're going to be here most weeks. And then there's some, you know, that y'all going to be here when everything, all the planets align, those kinds of things, right? You know, and, and imagine, but imagine if I didn't know if there's anybody going to be here to play, anybody going to be here to lead. Imagine, imagine this fall. Nick Saban and Brian Harson have no earthly idea who's going to show up to play on Saturday. But they don't have a clue. Now, I know sometimes, some years, it seems like, oh, we don't know who it was that showed up and played for our team, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they really don't know. Say, say one week, down on the plains, think about the, the 10, the top 10, you know, everybody can just play where they want to every week, Okay. The top 10 quarterbacks decide they're going to go play at Auburn this one weekend. That sounds awesome, right? But all the linemen decided to play somewhere else. You know? Or, or, or one week, the top 10 running backs, the fastest guys in the country, they decide to go play at Tuscaloosa and Alabama for one week. All 10 of them show up. they got to figure out how to get them all in, right? But no defensive players show up. you got to know. You know, a church, to be able to be a church, to be complete, you got to know. That's why you got to have, that's why, that's why you got to make commitment. That's why if you're a Christian, you need to commit somewhere. And if it ain't here, go find that church that cranks your tractor. Go, go find it and jump in with both feet and support it with every single thing you have. From the inside all the way around here to your back pocket where your wallet sits and all that, right, you know, to your fingers, your hands, and the labors of whatever it is that you're gifted to do. Go find that place and get in the because a church can't be complete until all of its pieces are there doing what they're supposed to be doing. And uh, I was going to skip this because I'm in a hurry, but I, I get, this, this is one of my, just, I just love this scripture. Let, let's hit this one real quick before we go on. Here, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. We read 25 a minute ago. You remember where we're not supposed to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. I mean, see, that's, that's how we get complete. It's because we want to encourage one another. Why do we have sermons? There you go. Why don't we have small groups, which incidentally, small groups are happening right now. If you didn't know, small groups are happening right now. We're, uh, ministry team leaders are leading small groups right now. So if you're on a ministry team, you're probably are, or, or yours is about to start. And if you're not on a ministry team, uh, then uh, send, send us a message, two, uh, 205-476-2911, and we'll get you the information, okay? Just send us a text real quick, and we'll get you the information. But, but this is why, so that we can, listen. He's not just talking to pastors here. He's talking, and, and this was not just to even one church, 
But this was to all the Hebrews. He, he sent it to all the Jews who've become Christians, and he said, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. That means you're called to think, not, not just, to do, just to do it, but to stop and think of ways that you can do it, to imagine ways, to develop ways, to, to plan ways, to plot, to, to come up with ideas of how, how can I encourage somebody else to get closer to Jesus? How can I encourage someone else to, uh, to, to, to bless and to minister, to get out there and serve when, when the next tornado that comes through or something? Or how, how can I do that? That we're called to do that. And in doing that, that's where we get completeness. Here's the last thing, the fifth one, okay? Close it up with. Go ahead, take me there, Tommy. It's a better reach. Acts 2 and verse 47 Right after the, the right as the church was born, it's like right after, and I don't mean right after weeks. I mean right after like hours, days, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So they didn't just gather together in, in, in a physical location. There was something going on all week long. That didn't necessarily mean that they all went to one small group every night or something. But something was going on. In this church, when they spilled out of their upper room, when they spilled out of their places of prayer, when they spilled out of their houses, and they went out into the streets and the communities, people were still being saved even though there wasn't a church service. People were being saved even though there wasn't a small group meeting that night. People were still being saved. You know, the, this word, ecclesia, which we, we, we translate to church, before the fourth century, that would not have obviously been translated that way because it was in Greek. But something happened in the fourth century that caused us to start using the word church. And I, I shared this a few months ago because the German word is kirche, and that's and, and, and that's the word we're using, basically, to say church. And what it means is it means a building. Does anybody see the problem in that? That we're no longer considered the called together ones, but we're the building. See the problem in that? Because, see, here's what happened is Constantine, the emperor, he disoutlawed the church. The church had become outlawed. He made it legal. And so when he did, you know, you know here, here, here's what I believe. Here's, here's the way I think this all played out. Is once the church was no longer legal, no longer illegal, but it was legal, now all of a sudden, we've arrived. We got a building. We are a building. And you know, that's, that's my uh, biggest concern as a pastor of having a building is that we'll think, We've arrived. Nothing left to do. We're the, we're the church, but we're not the church. We're the called together ones. We're called together in unity of spirit and mind and purpose and vision because there's somebody who's not a part of this that needs to be a part of this. But that's what God has called us to do, and that's what he's called us to be, and that's what was going on there, and that's what's supposed to be going on. And, and, and so this the, Jesus he called us the called together ones. You know, since the fourth century, we've been calling ourselves a building. You know, I think a lot of people think that's what it is anymore. Uh, still today, is it's a building. 
But you know, in the book of Acts, you know what it was called a lot of times? Next slide right here. You see all these places? It was called the way. You remember Jesus called himself the way? In the book of Acts, this, this Christian walk became known as the way. The way, the way, the way, the way, the way. Over and over, the way. The way. We're not a building. We're not an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning. We are the way. We're part of the way. We're walking the way. And, and that's how that happened up there. Each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved because they weren't in a building, they were in the way. They were moving and they were, they were, they were the called together ones that Jesus was using. And, and what we've got to remember we are is we are the called together ones to find those who've lost their way and help them find the way to Christ. Help them find their way. And, you know, there's a lot of ways we give our testimony. I'm going to throw this last thing at you. I'm going to go ahead and call the worship team up right here. One of the first ways as a Christian you need to share your testimony, anybody know what it is? Water baptism. When you become a Christian, you need to be baptized in water. And some people just see that it as, it is a, as a rite, as a sacrament, as an ordinance of the church or whatever. It's a testimony. Because what you're doing is you're saying, this, this, this man that I, I have been all this time going down into the water, I'm dying. I'm letting this man die. And coming out of the water, I'm a new man in Jesus. I'm a new creature. That's a testimony. And... Your friends need to see that testimony. If you've never been baptized in water, we got it, there it is. Uh, coming up in about, I think about four weeks, we're going to have a baptism service right here in our new building. We're going to have a baptism service right here. And if you've never been baptized in water, you need to do so, and you need to invite, especially anybody that's not a Christian, you need to invite them to come see you, give your testimony that you are now a Christian walking. Even if you've been a Christian for 10 years, but you've never been baptized in water, you need to do it just as a, as a step of obedience and faith, okay? All right, so let me pull all this together, and we're going to do all these. We're going to do some of these things right now. Let's remember who we are. We, are. we are the called together ones. We need to remember this, that we are called together, but together here and here, not just here. This is important, but it's got to be here and here too. It's got to be every day. And we're called to, we're called to worship. You've got this one last chance. They're up here. They're ready. They're going to lead you in worship one last time. Get this opportunity. Every one of us, you need to think back. If you don't know what to worship God for, think about those things that you used to pray for that now you have. And just give him some glory. And we need to pray. We're going to do that in just a moment. Right before they lead you in that song, we're going to all pray together. Then, then the prayer team members are going to be on either side. They're ready to go. And, uh, and then we need to also remember that we need to find our place. Because unless we find our place, we're incomplete. The church, if you don't find your place, there's a hole somewhere. If you don't find your place, there's a hole somewhere. If you don't find your place, there's a hole somewhere. Find that place that God has called you to. And, and, and finally, please remember that this isn't about just the people in this room right here today. You know that thing I said a few moments ago? That I remember praying the prayer for the stuff that I have today. 
Do you remember that somebody prayed for you or invited you to a service or a small group? Do you remember that somebody took time to say you need to know Jesus? Do you realize that today you're that person for someone else? For someone else? So we need to get busy about helping other people find the way. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.